Welcome to Free Fear, Full of Joy. Hello, darlings. I'm Sarah. I'm Jahari. And today we're talking about... (laughs) The attitude of gratitude, which is sometimes very hard to stay in that space, but it is very positive. And especially at this time of year, we all are thankful and grateful for someone or something in our lives. So... Why not talk about having an attitude of gratitude more than just in November, okay? Some of you need it in July, mm-hmm. all right? Um, That's why there's Christmas in July. <laughs> that's a saying, but there is not actually a Christmas in July. Yeah, like, no, like that's a thing. I know it's a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. I know it's a thing. Well, anyway, so Sarah and I decided that we were going to explore parts of gratitude, you know, with each other and with other people. So I'm going to start with this, Sarah. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, here we go. Okay. What is something you've learned recently that's improved your life? Okay. (laughs) Nothing. Nothing. I don't learn anything at all. I I repeat the damn bullshit over and over and over again. I learned nothing. I learned nothing because I know it all. No. I actually used to know it all. <laughs> we all used to know it all. Now we know nothing. Now I know nothing. I know nothing. But I did learn something very valuable this like like just overall like really quickly in the last week. Um to listen to your inner voice because if you don't your inner voice will start shouting at you until you don't have a choice. <laughs> and then you have to say what you need to say. Even if it comes out shaky or with tears, you just have to be honest. And that is the greatest gift that I learned. So I'm you're, that. are you, are you grateful that you've learned that? Is, yeah. is that going to roll into other aspects of your life? I believe so. I mean, case in point. So, uh, ordered Thai food yesterday and it was delicious except for out of the seven items only three made it through and that was really upsetting (laughs) so it was like I was like the order wasn't even there but it's a fantastic restaurant I'm gonna be a repeat customer it was only second time so you got to give them the benefit of the doubt but I had to call the restaurant and um because I was able to adjust what was missing uh through the app of the food you know, connector, call it what you will. Um, but there was one more thing that I missed. So then I had to call the restaurant. And I talked to this uh, the person that was working there, and she second-guessed what I told her. <laughs> what and, like, what she didn't believe me. She said, well, the packer says that she put it in there. And, I, and I, then I said, I swear to you, the item is not in the bag. And, um, I pl- Please refund me the money. Thank you. And they said it like really assertively. <laughs> and then she was like, I'm going to put you on hold. And then she sorted it all out. And I was just kind of like, really? Mm-hmm. Really? Really? I don't ever deal with a restaurant. I just go on the app and, you know, this didn't come, this didn't come, this didn't come. I didn't realize how many buttons I had to press because I thought yeah. it was only a few things. It was most of the order. Yeah, yeah. that's happened to me. And yeah. if it happens to me more than twice with the restaurant, I won't order from them through the delivery apps anymore. Just call it in. No, you just don't order for them. We just won't order from them. Yeah, I, I put them on. I put them in the penalty box. Yeah, like we there was a, a restaurant that we used to love to order from, but three times in a row, and when we've had like multiple people at the house, half the order hasn't come. Yeah, and they were not very kind about re you know sending stuff out. So I was like, 
you're in the penalty box. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I was grateful that this time they got it right, but I wasn't very hopeful because yep. they had disappointed us so many times before. Yep. But I have to call back to my mom right now. She always taught me that being assertive isn't being a bitch. It's just being assertive. Well, it's only called being a bitch if you're a woman. If you're assertive <laughs> and you're true. a man, yeah. nobody cares. Yeah, you're just being But if you're assertive, then it's like, oh, you're being sassy. Oh, mm. you're being really bossy today. No, I'm just telling you, you fucked up mm -hmm. and I don't like it. Mm -hmm. So what's what's wrong with that? True. But so full circle and what we talked about in our last episode was that I actually, uh, one of my friends commented that I'm standing up taller now, which means I'm less likely to be bending. <laughs> last so, episode. Say what you mean, mean mm -hmm. what you say. Um, I learned that from this one. <laughs> so I guess I'm going to answer this question now. Please do. Um, the thing that I have learned this week is um, that every person, be it my husband, my children, mm -hmm. my good friends, they all need a different type of love and understanding from me. You know, some need me to be a little stronger. Some need to me to be softer. Some need me to be, you know, just a listener and learning to be a different kind of supportive to each person in my life has been a long journey because I usually am steadfast and the same with everyone, but that's not what everyone needs to feel loved and to feel appreciated and to feel like they are being, um, getting a attitude of gratitude from me. So I learned that this week. Mm -hmm with everybody having a little bit of a meltdown mm -hmm. and myself included. Mm -hmm. So everyone needs something different all the time. And you don't have to be like, well, this is just how I am. Yeah. But the person that you love or the person that you're trying to be there for might need you to, you know, dial up or dial down depending on the situation. So that's the thing that I've learned. And, and nothing's wrong with just being there for them. Right. You know, just be I, there. You know, you know that I'm a fixer. I'm a big fixer. So learning to just let someone sit in their whatever's going on and me holding myself back and mm -hmm. waiting for them to ask for help instead of me just jumping in there and fixing it for them, um, which I'm superb at. But I, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm letting people figure it out on their own um, because sometimes that builds resentment when you're, you know, you're constantly fixing something for someone and then you fix it and they go and put it right back how you, how, how you undid it for them. So it's best to just be what someone needs in the moment. Yes. And it's when the fixer becomes the witness. Right. <laughs> yes. So now I'm witnessing stuff more often than I am fixing even though I'm still a superb fixer. Yeah. Just a uh, little, little side note. I may or may not redesign my entire home. <laughs> and again, like I called you and said, I think that you need to redo your whole house to change the energy. That's, so that's that on new my... information. That, that was on the to-do list. Yeah, it that, was. Yeah. Right in alignment. Right, Thank exactly. you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. Um, so because I'm such a fixer, I, I, I want to ask you this. Have you had the opportunity to help someone recently? And how did that make you feel? 
And I know that you do a lot of work in the community. Mm -hmm. So you're constantly, and then I will come in where I can to help you. But, um, you, but is there a specific moment this week or in the last few weeks where you felt like, you know, you helped someone and they needed it? That is a great question. Um, not a particular person. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to the Sherman Oaks Neighborhood Council. We just celebrated, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, our 20th anniversary at the Van Nuys Sherman Oaks War Memorial Park. Uh, now two Saturdays ago, mm-hmm. but it was a big Halloween family friendly event, and it wasn't necessarily um helping one person. It was more seeing the reactions of all the children. Mm-hmm. There were there were so yeah. many happy kids there, and when there's I happy kids, that. there's happy parents, and when there's happy parents, there's happy families, and when there's happy families, they're more likely to want to be repeat. Uh, you know, attendees to these types of events, yes. which only helps strengthen community in the long run, yeah. which means that there's going to be better communication, <laughs> just better interactions overall. And like, that's what we need in this world. We need to like heal ourselves from the ground up, not like trying to do all this periphery work with entities that are just so out of touch. Like be, be, know who your neighbor is, know know who that smiling face is. Now I may or may not actually met any people, but <laughs> everyone knew me as Sally because I was dressed up as Sally, you know, from Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Best, best costume, I have to say, that I think I've been because nothing like a blue face and then like black scars everywhere. So I guess ironic. I don't need to ask you how it made you feel because obviously. I felt good. Okay. Yeah, and I felt at home because oddly enough, me and Sally share the same scar. <laughs> she has one here on her uh-huh. neck too. And I was like, wait, I have to really draw one on now. <laughs> Because I have a scar there, in case anyone's wondering. But it was all the children that were like genuinely really happy, and like, and that 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 you can't you can't buy. And that I mean, that's like the whole reason why I particularly do public service is mm-hmm. that to bring joy to people because life is already hard enough. Right. It is, and that we you know we have to face issues head on. But at the same time, there's nothing wrong with just enjoying it, and enjoying right. the process just a little bit more. Right. Yeah. What about you? Well. This week, currently, um, may she rest in peace, my next door neighbor passed away Mm. and the new owners are in the house and um, they're doing a full teardown. And um, we're trying to be very patient with them. Um, But I had to, I had to go and tell them like, yo, your dumpsters are blocking our driveways and you know, we've had to text him and call him and his people were like dumping their like paint and stuff in our trash cans. And, you know, I know it sounds Mm -hmm. like a little like, but we called him and we were like, listen, you, you, this isn't recycling. You can't put this in here. And we were very kind to him about it, but Mm -hmm. we let him know that like, this isn't going to work. And he was very grateful because he just was like, wow, you guys are really great neighbors. You didn't come over here and scream at me. You didn't like dump it in our driveway. He's like, I, you know, I've seen that happen before. He's like, you guys are really great. Thank you so very much. He came over with his family and introduced them themselves. And it's one of those moments where like, you know, you have the conversation without 
the, you know, the venom. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my husband and I both did that at the, you know, at different moments with him. And uh, he was like, God, you know, uh, this is a really great neighborhood. Everybody's talks to each other. He's like, you guys must not be from here. And we're like, no, we're Californians Mm -hmm. born and raised. Like we just, you know, aren't assholes, Yeah, you know, and we try to treat people the way that we would want to be treated. Mm -hmm. And, um, I guess that's kind of rare here in the city. Um, but yeah, even today in, you know, as yucky as it is outside, they still are working on their house because they're determined to be in it in a week. Um, it did make me feel good when he said that I was a good neighbor because I've never, I just see myself as a, you know, trying to be decent, but being a good neighbor and like you were saying, building a community, is important, especially with all the crazy stuff happening out in the streets. Um, and just sidebar, like I almost ran over this homeless guy <laughs> a couple days ago. He like was dribbling the basketball and lost control of it and like went into the street right in front of the car. And I was just like so grateful that I didn't hit him because that number one would have been detrimental to him mm-hmm. and not only just, you know, earth shattering for me because, you know, already you know, his life isn't going very well. But um, uh, going back to the neighbor thing, um, yeah, that just made me feel a lot better, you know, sidebar with the homeless guy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But you are a skilled driver. I am. So, (laughs) you know, I I had, you know, I swerved and missed him. (laughs) Yeah, my brain and the foot are the same. But, uh, but yeah, that did, does make me feel good. I, and I guess I segue into the homeless thing because like, I, I know that I shouldn't, but like, sometimes I see them and I just give them money. You know, people are mm-hmm. like, you know, d- but I do like, so see if I see the same person over and over and over mm-hmm. again, and they look worse and worse and worse. Like I just can't, you know, if like, it's just me and them and it's, you know, I'm not in a situation where I'm going to, I feel threatened. I will say like, Hey, you know, come here and I'll, give them something just to, or like it's food in the car or whatever, just anything to, you know, and not for anything else other than just to help my, you know, fellow human Mm -hmm. that's down. And I hope that it gets paid forward somewhere, somehow. It is the season to do stuff like that and beyond. So uh, side note, (laughs) as an individual, I strongly suggest that people do have care packages in their car. And if you feel safe and you like are seeing someone regularly, it's not going to hurt them to give them something. It's going to actually help them because they don't really feel a lot of love. They feel like tremendous amounts of neglect for themselves and others. So it's not a bad thing. Right. So. Well, I know others would debate, but. <laughs> um, which brings me to like, mm-hmm. we were in the car having a full meltdown about the election. Like Sarah oh. and I were having a full meltdown mm-hmm. in the car because I feel like there is a lot of deception mm-hmm. in the ballot. It should be called the Delexicon. I know. <laughs> or Decepticon. Okay, so my issue is, is that on the ballot every year, there are like 16 judges for the appellate court, the superior court, all this other stuff. But here's the thing. You can't get any information on these judges, like where they stand, what their, you know, what their records are. All you can find is basically where they went to school and like, you know, it was born a poor farm child, you know, whatever it is, some <laughs> sob story, but you don't know what they're, who they who they vote with, for, Mm -hmm. who they endorse, nothing. And I find that that's very deceptive. You know, if you try to learn more about them, you get nothing. 
And there's always 10 to 20 of them on the ballot every time we vote. And I just feel like it's a deception. Mm -hmm. They should make some sort of statement. I know that technically they're not supposed to be biased by mm -hmm. like, you know, any of the political parties, but at the same time, like, yo, like, I don't know who you are, but I'm just supposed to vote. Like, mm -hmm. and very few people know who these people are, know their names, know the, anything about them. But you want the populace, the greater populace to vote for you. Like, I feel like you're being deceptive. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's no truth in that whatsoever. And that um, the people of the city should make a, along with us, because we, we will do something about it. Mm -hmm. Um there needs to be some sort of political statement in our that ridiculous pamphlet they they send. So that was my beef mm -hmm. with that. And I would be very grateful, since we're talking about gratitude, be very grateful if I got some information about these people who are running for public office, but you block out the public from knowing anything about you. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's deceptive and unfair. Mm -hmm. I would be grateful if the props were clear. I do not give the props props. Okay, I do not. Okay, you should not have to vote no to say yes. Okay, what does that even mean? Right. What, is, what kind of language is that? It, it, it's completely designed to be confusing. And a lot of them do line up to each other, right? So if you vote uh, whatever on this and that, that they are supposed to be one in the same, but then you actually just contradict your vote. You just, <laughs> you just countermanded your yes. own vote by yes. voting yes on one and no on the other. Yes, it should And be. they're both the same thing. Mm -hmm. it should it's be all deceptive. Yep. It is, it should be clear as day. And I, I'm I'm really tired of that deception. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm tired of that within our, our system in general. Um, the other thing is, is that like our senators right now, they're both vote, both, there are only two candidates both going for the same two, th what, what does that mean? Like one of you is only going to be part-time. One of you going to be full-time, like, but it's not even clear what I, I, I don't understand. There's just a lot of like double talk mm -hmm. in all of our voting. And I think it's intentional to, to confuse yes. us Yes. as, you know, as, as the people who we're voting for our, you know, ourselves, our city and all these other things. It's very deceptive. And I'm very, very disappointed with Los Angeles. And I love this town. Mm -hmm. Don't get it twisted. I love this town. I've been a lot of places in the world, but the minute I touched down at LAX, I am so happy mm -hmm. to be back in LA, but our political machine is completely broken and deceptive. So the only way we can really fix this is that we have to come up with our own proposition. <laughs> <laughs> to revise the whole the voting whole process <laughs> the whole process like propositions should be clear there should only be two senses associated with each proposition and anybody should understand it even if english isn't your first language true and it should be translated obviously i think true. there are pamphlets that yeah allow you, you, you have yeah, to yeah. but you have There's to request like, them they, in I advance 20 languages are represented yeah. when you actually vote but right. but that's that's the proposition so let me get back to you on that one <laughs> I know. Right there with women's reproductive health I know. reform. I know you'll be all over it. Let me know when you need me. Let me know when you need me. We we promised we would never get political, but that was just on our. I mean, like we were the car was on fire. It was, yeah. So full circle. I would be eternally grateful if there was just clear language so that True. everybody would understand. And you wouldn't have to do 
hours and hours of research to understand the damn proposition. Like that's ridiculous. But I have to tell you, I have a lot of um, people in my life that do do the research. There's lots of resources between the Women's League of Voters, um, independent people. Just follow, try to do as as much collection of other people's opinions and really educate yourself. There's only one more day to vote. Tomorrow's the day that you have to have your uh, pamphlet postmarked or to go in. So please do so. And for those of you that are in the Sherman Oaks, Studio City area, mm-hmm. at your library out front, there yes. is a ballot a, a box, ballot box mm-hmm. and it cannot be tampered with. Nothing will happen to it. You can slip your ballot in at any point, at any time during the day between today and tomorrow, November 8th. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of us died and, uh, and uh, our ancestors died to give us this vote, women, people of color, and even, you know, American citizens, you know, to have this right. So don't take it for granted. Mm-mm. Be grateful that you get to vote. And if you're not registered, register now because you've missed the opportunity. October 24th was the last day you could register to vote for November 8th election. But that doesn't mean you won't be prepared for the primaries in June. <laughs> yes, very true. Very true. Okay, so let's Switch gears a little bit. Do, 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 I know. It's because we... of the Transformers. I know. <laughs> We're the Transformers. <laughs> More than meets the eye. I know. <laughs> so funny. Um, yeah, I, actually, that is my nickname. And not Transformer, but Optimus Prime. Optimus Prime. <laughs> I in know why. In my group of friends, they call me Optimus Prime. But uh, that's for I another regret. day that's in another, another life. Day. Another life. Um, Next year. Okay, so I'm gonna episodes. I'm gonna lighten the mood since we were talking about Transformers, and then okay. So, is there any like? book or blog or article or movie that you've watched recently that has like influenced you or made you feel like, you know, like it's opened your eyes and made you feel different in any way? Well, no. Okay. But today when I was on the way to, you know, pick you up, Mm -hmm. Pink came out with a new song. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, I'm never not going to dance again. (laughs) Something like that. Right. Right. And I was like, did she write this for me? <laughs> if you think she did, then she So did. it definitely spoke to me. Because she okay. hadn't come out with her new album. Like, this has been, it's been a minute. It's right. been, like, at least, what, like, three years? I, I would I don't know. It's I been know. maybe four. Who knows? But, mm-hmm. I mean, I know she did, like, smaller side projects. But this is a brand new album. It's very right. exciting. Right. But, um, but with that said, that song particularly was just inspirational because, I mean, as we all know, I'm a dancer, choreographer. And that was, like, my form of expression. Mm-hmm. But I used to dance way more in my living room. And then, like, and I would do little recordings. And I would, like, bust out my favorite song. And I would right. just, like, do it. Haven't done that in a long time. And usually when I feel like something's missing, that's the thing that's usually missing. So oh. I want to bring that back into my life. I think that that those little little signs in, in, in this world um, speak to me a lot louder. And yeah. then I just need to take action. So Yeah. Because you mentioned your room. intuition earlier. And yeah. that's something that is very prevalent in my life. My intuition is something that I ignored for years. But now it is a driving force. And I feel like, you know, it constantly speak is speaking to me all the time literally when you texted me yesterday before Mm -hmm. i looked at my phone Mm -hmm. i was about to text you we're linked (laughs) 
I am linked to the universe. <laughs> Where's the pink square? It's the plug is right here. <laughs> ridiculous. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. So I'm gonna say this. Is, so I saw this movie on the plane coming back um, two weeks ago. Everything. Yeah. Everywhere. All at once. We tried to watch. That I mean, that movie had me on the edge of my seat, and I. It really is about being grateful. Mm -hmm. The whole movie is about being grateful. It is about a woman who takes she she is so very bitter about her life. And everything is everyone else's fault. It's nothing is her. She doesn't believe in herself. She doesn't listen to her intuition. Even when things are changing right in front of her, she still doesn't want to believe it. She still wants to crawl back in her hole and forget what's happening until she realizes that everything in all of the multiverse is boils down to her and her choice to be her best self and to be grateful for the people in her life and to appreciate the people in her life. And that movie spoke to me so deeply. And, you know, I love the, um, I think her name is Michelle Kwan, Michelle Yo, maybe, sorry. Um, but anyway, she's a famous actress from, mm -hmm. um, from China and she's an amazing martial artist. And, uh, she, she plays this very mousy character that becomes a full blown lion and takes on the entire multiverse and straightens out everything and, uh, fixes her family, repairs her daughter, repairs her relationship with her father. Should we technically have said spoiler alert? <laughs> I should have. Spoiler alert. I said we started watching it, fell asleep. Oh, you still, you still won't even get it until you see it. But um, that movie influenced me completely. I loved it. I loved it. I'd watch it again and again. And you know, I don't like to watch movies more than once, but I would watch it again and again. I think you kind of have to because so much happens. A lot happens. Yeah. yeah. A lot happens. Yeah. And, and it's got like three or four acts. So fun fact, uh, yeah. Neil deGrasse Tyson actually supports, and so does Stephen Hawking, supports the theory of multiverses. Oh, I believe dun, it. Dun, dun, dun. We need to have Sarah Science episode soon. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, I, 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 I do not subscribe to the belief that it is just us. It, no, it cannot just be it's us. It's not just us. No. Um, so, and to think that is a very shallow thought process. We're really just bacteria on the earth. Let's just so, be honest. You know, mm -hmm. whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, no, really. <laughs> listen, I'm not going down that rabbit hole with you today. Okay. I have, but I'm not doing it today. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> you're such a bunny rabbit. Um, anyway, uh, but yeah, that was that, you know, but I, I do want to say I'm very excited about this Thanksgiving because I'm hosting quite a few of the family this year and some people are flying in and we don't typically travel for Thanksgiving as a family. We just kind of say happy Thanksgiving, but this time we are. So it's going to be, you know, quite a few people at my house. Um, so when should I pick up the mac and cheese? I know. 
I just want to say that like part of my organizing this past weekend, I bought a new freezer. So I will be able to freeze some more macaroni and cheese for you so you can take it home. That was the only thing I was important. I I found important in that story. Never mind your family. It's like a list of friends who are like, so when can I I put in my order? When can I put in my order? Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) But anyway, I'm very grateful that my family is coming out and that we're going to get to spend some time together. We're going to also get to celebrate a birthday and um, do some really fun things. So it should be fantastic. And, you know, I just want to tell all of you out there, have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Um, I hope you are as grateful for your family and friends as we are for each other and our friends and family in the studio. And um, thank you for joining us for another episode of Free of Fear, Full of Joy. Uh, Let's say it, Sarah. You ready? Mm Mm-hmm. Free of fear, full of joy. Free of fear, full of joy. Free of fear, full of joy. Bye, darlings. Love you.
my daughter called me the other day. She and her roommates, they all were getting ready to go out. And, you know, they're, you know, got their, you know, makeup routine. They're putting on lashes and doing that hair and, you know, yes. spraying themselves down. And I'm on FaceTime talking to all of them while they're getting ready. And they had the nerve to try to, like, break down to me what it's like to get into a club. <laughs> Like what they have to wear and, you know, oh, you know, mom, and, you know, we have to look really good or we're not getting in. And I haven't paid for a club yet. And then, and I was like, she went on for like 20 minutes. And I was like, are you really telling mm -hmm. me mm -hmm. about mm -hmm. how to do this? OG, I know. I was like, the legend continues. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. Some of those door guys probably still know your mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them I said hi. Yeah. <laughs>